When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Right, we're back. Very depressing start to the podcast because yep. Rovers are crap at the minute. <laughs> the last the last time of the season or the the most important part of the season, we've gone to absolute we've gone to the dogs basically. Yeah. It's definitely how it feels. Um all that momentum that we built up pre international break has disappeared. Um yeah. Two very disappointing performances against Birmingham and Norwich, particularly on Good Friday with the big crowd on. Bumper crowd. Um, obviously a massive game as well, huge opportunity. Um, so, uh, to me, like if if we'd have won on Friday, it would have been one foot in the playoffs. And instead now, you know, we're, we're back in a situation where it's like, it's 50-50. Are going to get in there, yeah. And like, that's bad considering we've got a game in hand, we're a point above seven. And we still, none, none of us are confident now, After especially after Friday's game. None mm. of us are confident. I think the Birmingham one, you could like scratch as a one-off. Almost like we were unlucky, but it's just a lack of fight. And we'll get on to the reasons why that is, or why I believe. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. Um, so yeah, we'll start with Birmingham away, chronological order. Yeah. Um, and I said, when we played Birmingham at home, they had like all the chances, didn't they? And convinced to get an absolute worldie. Yeah. And people were saying, oh, we we're quite lucky. Like, Birmingham had like 3.8 XG or something, and we beat them 2 1. And I said that at the time that we're not lucky. We've just got one of the best keepers in the championship. Well, John Ruddy had the absolute game of his life. <laughs> and I don't think he's one of the best keepers, but he is a good goalkeeper. Obviously, been played in the Prem for all them years, played for England. Um, and he made some. Probably not top class saves. Probably the one from Hedges is probably best save at game mm. in it. Whereas on another day, you probably 
one or two of them go in and yeah. you gotta get a point or you win the game mm-hmm. big big players do that for you at big occasions did you watch it? no I, I was at Dorne doing the match point so I didn't um, didn't watch it or last one at um, season yeah yeah last uh, that's uh, it's Dorne season well the home season done anyway they've got two more away games playing uh, at Nelson tomorrow and then in South Liverpool I think away on the final day next Saturday so do you have to play yeah. for? No, I'm in the table. No. It's, it's, like, it's, better than last season, obviously. Yeah, yeah better, for lives. better season. Um, but there's like too big a gap between them and playoffs now. Um, yeah, better season. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I, I didn't watch it. Um, from like, just gauging off the reaction like, on Twitter after the game, it was very much people were just kind of wanting to write it off and move on. They were, it, it weren't really a... It was a disappointment, but it weren't a panic. You know, yeah. just kind of like a these games happen. It, yeah, it, it happens. It doesn't really change out. Um, but obviously, after Friday's game, the the mood was very different um, because of how big an opportunity Friday was. Yeah, I think. I mean, going back to Saturday, Travis was everywhere in midfield and. Morton was nowhere and I don't want to keep to be honest it, I would love if we never had to speak to him ever again we never had to speak about him ever again that would be my wish in life but unfortunately whilst he plays we do have to speak about him because he is costing us games every single time he plays and it's no coincidence that our best form was when we've had Travis and Buckley playing together in midfield yeah. and like you watch him play and I know like a lot of people have said about um Hyam and Carter playing the ball back and forward, like, but you need someone to come and get the ball off and in the fields and then spray it about. Travis bombs on further forward and is probably not the most comfortable receiving the ball off a centre back so he's back to goal. Morton were like so wherever the striker's closing the centre back down, you could draw a straight line from the centre back who's got the ball, the man that's closing him down. And Tyler Morton, he just stays behind them all the time. Mm. He doesn't ever like drop a shoulder and like get into space and ask for the ball to feet. If he does get it to feet, either goes straight back to where it's come from or back to the goalkeeper. He never turns, looks to get his head up, beats a man. Just he just doesn't add anything to the team at all. And I just feel like there's no there's no competition for places again. No, um, I think Buckley getting injured against Stoke. It- such a huge blow um, it felt it at the time I think it's showing week on week now um, you know you just look at the differences in um, at, at the difference in both performances and results since that injury um, in terms of Morton although the club hasn't confirmed it we've mentioned it time and time again on here that there has to be something in his contract and I don't think you know, even the biggest I don't know, the biggest optimist, I suppose, the biggest Morton lover, if you, if there is such a thing. Um, can deny that at this point. Well, yeah. Um, I don't think anyone can deny that at this point. There must be a stipulation in his contract. Well, why won't the club tell us that then? If they, if they came out and were honest and said, right, there's certain financial stipulations or we've made an agreement in a loan deal that we have to play him when he's fit, that's fair enough, that's fine. But if... Thomason is picking him based on performances. I can't accept that, and I'd rather I'd rather sack Thomason now. And I've loved Thomason since he's been here, but if you're going to pick someone 
who is costing us playoffs uh, after he's already cost us an FA Cup quarterfinal. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'd rather FA Cup just... semi. It costs us in the quarterfinal. <laughs> it costs us in the quarterfinal, and he will, it, yeah. if we don't finish in the playoffs, it will be largely down to him because there's been games this season where he's give goals away. Wigan away comes to mind. The two goals on Friday against Norwich, both coming from him not challenging him in midfield or just shitting himself because he's an absolute wet ass. And mm. people say like. So when I got with someone on the way back from Sheffield United, he said, "You don't come through Liverpool's academy if you're not a good player." I can name you. If you name me three good players that come through, I can name you thirty bad ones that have come through as well. Mm. And we've had a few of them: Leighton Clarkson, Jay Spearing. Like we've seen some of them: John Flanagan, Shazi Ojo, Jordan Ibe. Just because you come through Liverpool's academy doesn't make you a good. Player. Our academy is better than Murtaugh's, yeah. and our academy has got better players coming through than him at the minute who can't get in the team because he's been shoved into there no matter what. Mm. And that's where I draw the line because like Thomas, if there is like a, a loan agreement in place or like financial repercussions for not playing him. If you want to be successful, you need to, especially like in a game where it could put seven points clear to get in the playoffs, Thomas has to put his foot down and say, no, I'm picking my best team. And he's not, he's not even in the best squad, no man, best team. No, I I think the second goal on um, Friday, a lot of the blame has obviously been directed towards him. Now, I thought... I, I, I've kind of got two ways that I see it. I, I think the the type of fouls that the referee was given in that game, you'd have thought it might have been given because they were given a lot of soft fouls. But at, the same time, but at the same time, you look at it, you take the context of the game away and you look at it from your own point of view should it have been a foul I think no it should have been stronger so there's two ways well, like, he's, he's, he's more bothered about the incoming contact than he is about winning the header like he's only headed it the way he has away from all the players and to their full back because he's took his eye off the ball and thought oh shit someone's going to jump into me in a second mm. and he's just like jumped up ducked and just given the ball back like I, I don't know like for me, if you're gonna be a centre midfielder, you need to win that header, put it in a in a better area for us, and then if they do come and foul you, then you take the contact. Yeah. But he's almost like I'm so worried about the contact that I'm not even gonna think about heading it as long as it just hits my head and I'll win a free kick. Same with Sheffield United, like he just thinks like, Oh, they've made contact, if I go down rather than kicking the ball out of play, then I'll get the free kick eventually. Do you think it's part of like a bigger problem that needs to be tougher as a team yeah we are too yeah. nice definitely um, I didn't really see any examples of it at Birmingham away probably more that like Djokovic had I mean he always does have a good game against us no matter who he plays for he always has a, a worldie against us for some reason but I mean he got the better of Hayam and Carter basically which is unusual mm. uh, I thought Sargent got the better of him on Friday there is like a, a nice to us and we're just not ruthless enough as a club. Like we just like the ball goes out of play, we're too slow to get it back onto the pitch. Just fans doing kick ups with the ball like in the corner rather than getting the ball <laughs> like at a time when you were one nil down and it would yeah, it would daft that, wouldn't it? And I just think like it's almost like we see it as a day out rather than trying to win football games. I just don't mm. I just don't understand I it at all. The atmosphere on Friday just wasn't what <clears throat> I was expecting at all. Like it, it just kinda it felt like the whole thing passed us by, and you know, you know, 
was thinking that like, oh, 20,000 on today or around about 20,000 like you know the atmosphere is going to be everyone's going to be really up for it and it was just kind of a bit I think because it's a bank holiday because the weather's nice it's almost like a two hour break in between pubs <laughs> that's what it was for most people yeah. like people have been out since dinner time a few pints walk down in the sunshine go and watch the football well, the, the, or the rare amount of football that was shown on Friday and then like can't wait to get back to pubs when it goes 2-0 down people are just like oh, see beer garden like, not, we're not going to come we're I mean, not come back from 1-0 down all season so we're not going to come back from 2-0 down yeah um, there was a moment where Diaz clipped it over to Gallagher and he goes through one on one, and then he almost like backs off to let the fullback get it first. Mm. We're just think like any other striker just gets his arm across, barges him out of the way, and volleys it back at net. But it's almost like oh, after you, sir, yeah. you get this ball. That's- it's um, you know conceding that first goal at the time that we did, and obviously our record of not coming back from behind like, to, to to win a game all season. Um, you know that doesn't help but surely if you've got that problem then you've got to get off to an aggressive start you've got to be on the front foot yeah. particularly in a game like that you've got to use big crowd hugely important game as incentives to to help you in that you know, you've got to be aggressive you've got to start on the front foot and you've got to look to score the opening goal um, so we can Point fingers at that goal, like kind of killing any like early momentum in the game, if you will. Uh, you know, any. But it started straight away because um, I think Diaz comes inside, takes an every touch. Morton tries playing it back to the fullback. They intercept it, and Hernandez shoots and Per saves it for a corner. That's what sixty seconds in, seventy seconds. So automatically, people are like, oh crap, yeah, uh, and. <clears throat> In such a big game, and the fans are so nervous anyway, like it, it's not really the one to settle the nerves. If, whereas, if that's you at the other end pinching the ball and getting yeah. a shot and winning a corner, then the fans get behind you and it builds events. But I don't know. It has been over the last probably probably since Millwall in the quarterfinal, where every big game we've had or every important game we've 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 lost. Just been a bit timid and yeah. a bit. I was shrunk to the uh, to the occasion almost a bit. Yeah, just and I, I just don't understand why. Because surely as footballers, you you look forward to them occasions and mm. a sold out Blackburn, and you can't wait to score in front of. But it just seems like complete opposite. Mm. But I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> I'm just someone that goes down to you and screams at them, and boos them off, runs on you every week. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> So yeah, we were sitting in midfield again on Friday. Nothing up top. I think Gallagher had six touches in the first half, which is not enough for any player at home. Um, and like people are saying, like he's making runs and stuff, but runs are like, uh, like surely they work on it in training. Surely that's the bare minimum. <laughs> well, yeah, that as well. But the like the passing centre half to centre half and stuff, keeping the ball. And like Gallagher's like making diagonal runs and whatnot, and it's almost like, well, have you ever have you tried it in training that one of these times you're gonna knock a long ball over the top and you get through, or are you just running for running sake? Mm. Like surely you'd be better off standing still whilst they're doing that, and then when the ball goes out to the winger, 
then using your energy to sprint into the channel and yeah. get the ball, not jogging between centre backs whilst our centre backs are taking short goal kicks. It's just it's almost like running for running's sake and then gets in at full time. I'm gathering like thirteen miles you run today, you've been absolutely <laughs> clash you. You've been like run thirty miles up touch ball eight times. Like, mm. so what is the what are the like the key statistics you want people to reach? What are the, the goals for each individual player? And I don't think they're either set high enough or I don't know. I'm kind of like not fed up at the season because it has been a really good season, but I can just see it dying out with a whimper. And like there is no competition with places. I think going into the playoffs, you should have a strong eleven that's in form, and then people on the bench that are like desperate to get on and show what they can do. Where like you look at our bench, like you can't take Gallagher off. We don't have another centre forward. Mm. The two midfielders we've had to. Um, like brung Adam Wharton when he came on like first ten minutes, first time he got a ball, drove into the corner flag, beat two men, crossed like the ball. Massive in. improvement, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. And like, like we don't, we're not asking for much. We're just asking for people. Like you can, I've, I've always said, you can't win a game eleven versus eleven. You have to take someone on, and we don't have enough players to just beat a man. Mm-hmm. It only it only takes you to beat one man, and then the space opens up. Someone else gets dragged out, and that's when chances open up. But it's always the safe option. Whereas Adam Wharton when he came on, we're like. On the half turn, beats a man, and then yeah, there are a couple of times where he overhit passes and stuff. But he's not match fit, so he's going to do that. Mm. But eventually, if you played him, so if you said from now to end of the season, you're going to start every game. I mean, it's probably too late now because by the time he gets fully match fit, it's it'll be season over. Season, yeah. <laughs> but by the time you get to the Millwall game, he probably will be on fire, and then them like the sorted passes where we're in diagonals to Thomas and it runs through to the keeper. They'll like they'll be going to Thomas's feet and then he'll be charging into the box to get edge or something and he just he just offers you a lot lot more and so obviously dad had to do what was doing on Friday because I booed after Morton got subbed off and he's like you can't boo him he's a young lad and I'm like you but it's like the thing is you can't compare it to any other situation because there's never been a situation like it if Rovers had so. when we had um Duff and Dunn coming through mm. in, from the academy and they were obviously two of our better players if at that time we'd have got it was a young player coming through then at the time if we'd have got someone on loan for a Premier League team who wasn't as good as them two mm. and he was uh, playing every game oh, Michael Carrick oh. <laughs> yeah but, I mean he was a good player so um, I'm trying to think of like a, a bad player Um so say we've got Luke Chadwick on loan from Man United, right? I don't know why he's the first one to come to my head. So we've got Luke Chadwick on loan, the left midfielder. He's not as good as Damien Duff, but he's playing every game. And Duff's on bench. And every time Duff comes on with 10 minutes to go, he beats three or four men, gets crosses in, nearly sets up goals, nearly scores goals. Next game, Luke Chadwick starts again. The people from that generation would have been like, no, no, that like this isn't on. So I don't know this. It's almost like a bit, it's just a bit soft football at the minute. I feel like footballers can't take criticism I'm not like and I'm it's not just people say oh they won't say that to his face like I'd just tell him that I don't rate you at all I don't that and I'd try I would try and point out and say I don't I don't hate you because I don't think you're good enough it's just I hate you because you don't do these 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 things and you do too much of this this and this Mm. and I feel like young footballers nowadays are so protected in academies and so like 
mollycoddled, basically. That they're not used to criticism. The first time they get it, they just shrink. Yeah. Whereas I and they, and they won't. Them sort of players won't make it. And I think it goes back to this, the problem with English football in general. Right? They never create winners. They just create like they, they'll create good players, but not mentally strong. Will do anything to win because they just think that being a good player is enough. Mm. And at the top level, it, it never will be enough. Um, yeah, that's enough about Tyler Morton. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else happened? Uh, yeah, but the eighteen thousand plus crowd was good. They brought two thousand, and I thought they were good when they went two 0 up for the last twenty minutes. They were, it was like dead, weren't yeah, it? Really? Mm. I, I I think maybe it was a bit, maybe a bit of an anticlimax for them as well, and that how easy it was. Yeah, uh, maybe I, I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I know if like the roles are reverse and that was two 0 up away from home, then I'll be shit myself. <laughs> well, well, Expecting us to get beat still. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Um, but, but I mean, we're recording this on Easter Sunday, and it, you know, it, it just puts all the so much more pressure on tomorrow now, don't we? We need to win tomorrow. Yeah, it's a, it's a musket wing game. So it's not going to be easy because they're in form, fighting for their lives. They're going to make it difficult because Warnock always does. And Warnock always seems to get a result against us as well. So I'm not confident about tomorrow. I don't know what the team's going to be. I just... like For me, you have to like make four or five changes and send a statement out. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but... I think if you name the same first eleven, we don't get a result. So you have to try something new. Not Kaminsky. I won't change Kaminsky, but Britain had come back in at right back. Costello going middle. Travis and Costello. Travis and Costello. Yeah. Pickering left back. Hayam Carter and centre back. Um, up front. I mean, I it, think it, like. <laughs> Not being able to play Thomas is so frustrating because obviously he didn't start on Friday when a lot of people, including myself, feel he should have started. Yeah. Especially with how well he played when he came on, and, and, and you know, really it was him and Adam Wharton that kind of obviously we didn't end up like getting a goal back, or whatever. But it, it did improve. Yeah. And it was down to them too. Yeah. Do you think you put? Could you play Smodic up front and play Wharton in behind him? The Gallagher, ex- I say a Gallagher experiment, it's been weird for like six years or something stupid. Like, it's not an experiment anymore, is it? It's just not working. But, I mean, Smodic made some really good runs from the centre, like down into the channel where Diaz could flick it out corner. I just think if you play him on the last man, you're more likely to get that space in behind for him to run into. And I just. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just. I'm tired now. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Just win a game and play well. <laughs> um, Dolan, does he come back in? See, I feel like Dolan has no end products either. I just feel like we need a... a that's something that it's easy to say, it? We need a bagsman, but not many of them floating about, is there? No. Joker. <laughs> but he's going to go, go somewhere else, so... Um, it's... it's I think if we were to miss out this season, it's although we weren't expecting it at the start of the season, admittedly, 
problem is, ex- well, if you like, like, say if you finish seventh this year, a point off playoffs, expectations go up for next season. And next, look, season next season has to be playoffs if we miss out this season for me. See, I think just because of the quality of the championship next season, if you look at the three teams coming down from the Prem, which could be any of Southampton, Everton, Leicester, Crystal Palace, Leeds, like they're all massive clubs that could mm. that would easily like they'd be looking at automatic promotion and breaking a record basically yeah. you've also got Chef Wednesday and Ipswich coming up from League One who were like their expectations next season won't be we need to stay in the championship no. they'll be looking at playoffs slash promotion well, probably not promotion but they'll be like competing Stoke are going to get better Sunderland are going to get better well it's going to get better like, they'll invest well, but if, they ch- if they change the manager <laughs> they'll get better <laughs> But I just think there's a lot of teams uh, this season who haven't got it right, and if they do get it right for next season, they'll be a lot better off. So I'm trying to think who that could possibly be. Like Stork. If Stork invests well in the summer, they'll be up there yeah. next year. Bristol City, they've still got a decent squad. Um, probably been disappointed with this year. Yeah. West Brom, Watford. Um I mean, Watford is a massive rebuild for whoever's a manager next season, but it's, it's, it's constant rebuilding. <laughs> if they get if if the first four or the five managers next season yeah, do yeah. alright, they could be up there. Um, so yeah, I think if you do miss, if we do miss out this season, next season's like I, again, I think it's more of a because I can't see us investing and I can't see us investing well. Mm. The problem is we have to sell before we invest. Well, hopefully Brentford will sell Raya, and we'll, we'll, get, we'll get some money. <laughs> Hundred million for Raya, and we get like five million back. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, I, I just we've wasted a lot of money over the years, haven't we? I don't think that, that I, I couldn't name a player that we could sell realistically for the enough money to reinvest. I mean, we can't sell Diaz; it's already gone on a free. Oh yeah, but. I'm talking like like six million for Gallagher. Would you get a million for him now? I don't think so. The, I mean, the wages are on as well. Yeah, it's like Bradley Dax out of contract in the summer, and I heard um, Elliot Jackson and Ryan Hildred on right, the, yeah. uh, inside Brockle podcast talking about like, would you renew his contract? It would have to be like on half wages. Yeah, because he got the terms definitely. Yeah, definitely. Wouldn't be as bad as like pays your player due to injuries and stuff, but you can't be like one of the highest earners and miss most of the season, especially mm. if you're not in like Thomason's first team plans. I mean, Ayala's news broke earlier that he's going to miss tomorrow's game as well. Yeah. Um. But I mean, Ayala's, Ayala wouldn't get renewed unless it was like player slash coach on reduced terms. That'd be that the only way. Gallagher's a top earner. You can't get, but you, again, you can't get rid of him. But the problem is the wages on at Rovers, which no other club pays them wages, even if they're going to offer a fee for him. Like he's going to want something from Rovers to go. Like as John Parkin says, like no door, no go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaminsky maybe. One of the keepers is going to have to go in summer because you can't have both and wanting to be first choice goalkeeper. Uh, Kaminsky probably has. A higher market value than Purs, would you say? Yeah, I'd say so. So you keep Purs and have Easterman, Hilton, as like second and third choice goalkeepers. Who else have you got? <laughs> Scott Wharton, if he doesn't want to be a 
if he's not going to be a regular next season. Mm. But again, he's an academy product. You don't really want to don't want to get rid of him, do you? No. Um, I think there's a lot of players that still have the potential to for Rovers to sell for you know millions. Um, but I don't think they're at that stage yet. Like players like Adam Wharton, Costello, um, Carter. You know, th- th- they're still developing um, to get to that point. So, in terms of reinvestment, I don't think that's an option in the same way that it has been in over the past few summers. And I also think that after the COVID season, when clubs were struggling with cash and there were a lot of free agents bouncing about, I don't think it's going to be the same this summer. I mean, you've seen Rovers tie in over the international break where it's like six contract renewals or something like that. There's going to be a lot more of that this summer rather than people going for free and being released, basically. Yeah. Mark Andere, does he move on? I mean, Aberdeen managers not bit, we so. Barely featured at Aberdeen. It was like eight minutes or something. Another million pound wasted. Just, it is just wastage after wastage, isn't it? And... £281,000 a year for Steve Waggett for a club that can't sell tickets refuses to do anything for fans we're just throwing money into the sea and just hoping that one at Waves brings something back Dallas has stuck a I know all this if you listen to this and like just wait to like I don't know it's a nice wait till we win tomorrow (laughs) listen to that podcast (laughs) when we're all buzzing that we're going up again yeah but yeah, if it starts raining, don't listen to podcasts. <laughs> right. So, championship results. We'll start with the first weekend. Yeah. Uh, which was obviously starting meals. Birmingham 1, Blackburn 0. Um, Bristol City 1, Reading 1. Reading minus six points deduction. Are they going down? Another points deduction. Mm-hmm. Um, Are they going down? It puts them in trouble, doesn't it? I think they're in allegations on now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I, just, I think... Quite a big portion of their sport is worried now. Yeah. Um, Sitting on Twitter. So, like, if you're already losing money, like going into administration now, like when you and they, they don't have massive fans now, uh, massive like crowds and stuff. No. It's like, what happens when you go down to League One? Yeah. Especially if they keep pulling this manager because they won't be optimistic that they're going to come back up. Um, Cardiff 2, Swansea 3, 99th minute winner for Swansea, stuff of absolute dreams. Yeah. Some of the videos that we've seen since then. See, I always like, I'm always like, why are people recording last minute free kicks and stuff? But for other people that get to see it afterwards, I think it, like, they're actually doing you a favour because you don't have to record it, but you can still relive it through the footage. Right. I saw a lot of our fans, and I was saying it myself, like, after the videos of like the limbs are posted on Twitter, like, just one moment like yeah. that you know um, it was before an away game that we went to <laughs> earlier this season I was like trying to find the last last minute winner we scored away from home and, was, and I was looking back through the games it was Blackpool away in the Premier League Brett Emerton that was the last added time winner yeah away from home um, that's 13 years ago yeah we had one that season like it must it must have been late Hoyle away at Villa it might have been more down as a Richard done on goal, but from where we were in the stand, it looked like how they headed it. Yeah. We beat him 1 0. It weren't for anything. We finished like eighth or something. They finished in like fifth outside of Champions League places. Um, so it wasn't an important goal, but I remember that being like 87th, 88th minute. Definitely late on, anyway. Um, 
But yeah, we'd never seem to get even at home. We don't have moments like we had a few in COVID season, but nothing. Yeah, I remember there was one that Armstrong scored, weren't there? Yeah. Was that against where it against? Did they go one nil up in like 80th minute or something? Watford, I think maybe. Who were it? The one with Daniel Lala headed it back across to him and he had nodded it in a back post. Yeah. There were a couple in COVID season. Was one against Reading? Mm, no, we got beat at home to Reading, didn't we? It was that 4 2. And they scored after like 8 seconds or something, do you remember? I don't remember anything in COVID season. <laughs> um, I remember 19 20, Buckley scored that <laughs> deflected winner. Chef Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, Coventry nil, Stoke 4, absolute battering for Stoke. And again, I just think they'll get stronger with Alex Neal next season. Coventry just can't score. Um, Huddersfield 4, Middlesbrough 2, shock of the weekend, definitely. Middlesbrough, I think it's playoffs only for Middlesbrough now, isn't it? Not going to get top two. Yeah. Um, Hull nil, Rotherham nil, no comment. Uh, Norwich nil, Sheffield United 1. I think Sheffield United are up just because of like, Borough's failings and them keep winning somehow. Um, Wigan won QPR nil. Oh, West Brom nil, Millwall nil. Again, I just didn't put out like Mill. Well, I say mid table dead rubber. Millwall are up there, aren't they? I just don't think. Yeah. I think between I think it's between us and Millwall for dropping out. I think third and fourth are definitely going up in the playoffs. Mm. Luton and Middlesbrough. I think us and Millwall can definitely still drop out if other teams below us start picking up points. Uh, Wigan won QPR nil. QPR free falling could go down. If Reading pick up more points, could do. Could do. It's something like seventeen games, like we out a win. It's unbelievable. Isn't seventeen it? I, losses. I saw like a picture of the championship table from I think it was after sixteen or seventeen games, and the I think they were was they like second in between us and uh, Burnley and us, so yeah. we were third, and it was Burnley QPR us. Yeah. After like sixteen and seventeen games, it's madness, isn't it? Ever since Beal got linked to Aston Villa job. Killed him, killed him. Um, Luton two, Watford nil. Watford just weren't interested. Luton are up there more or less. I think that's them done. Preston three, Blackpool one. Big derby win for Preston, and then Burnley nil, Sunderland nil. But not really asked for that. Um, Middlesbrough one, Burnley two. Nothing to write about that either. Uh, <laughs> Sunderland four, Hull four. Ninety eighth minute penalty for Hull. Four four is just a, a mad. Yeah. Mad championship mid-table really game. game to watch a neutral. <laughs> yeah, just nothing, nothing riding on it mm-hmm. at all. Uh, Blackpool one, Cardiff three, uh, six pointer for Cardiff in the battle against relegation. I think that's them safe now. I think they'll just pick up enough points. I don't think Wigan and Blackpool. I thought if Blackpool beat them, they could possibly catch them, but Wigan and Blackpool are down now for me. Yeah. Uh, QPR nil, Preston two. Preston were two to one before the game to win against. QPR, who have lost, like we said, the last 17 games or something stupid like that. And Preston are probably one of the best away teams in yeah, the league. That's good odds, is that? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Class odds. Um, Reading won, Birmingham won. Could be a crucial point for Reading, but probably not enough. Sheffield United won, Nig- uh, Wigan nil. Um, promoted now, Sheffield United. Stoke won, Bristol City two. Mid table, dead rubber. That's the problem. Like, gets like this stage of the season, Marfoot games. Mm. Pre, like, mm. pre-season friendlies for next year aren't they really <laughs> well there was a pre-season field to Rovers on yeah, Friday, Friday yeah. shouldn't have been pissed to it anyway uh, Swansea nil, Coventry nil can't seem to score Coventry um, Watford 2 Huddersfield 3 Watford do you see the keeper having an absolute meltdown 
No, I didn't see that. No. So, um, Watford got a free kick on like the halfway line for like a Huddersfield player kicking their players off the ball. Some a bit like scrappy anyway. Keeper yeah. on the way to the box, the keeper runs over, shouts at referee, and pushes one of their players, gets booked. Then the the free kick gets launched into the box. It's bouncing around, and he just drop kicks. Um, former Rovers player uh, Matty Pearson sent oh, right, yeah. Huddersfield. He like diving headers it, and he like. It's almost like a hurricanrana. <laughs> it's it's awful. And then the ref comes over second yellow, and he's like, "What? What?" Um, but yeah, just absolute meltdown from him. And like Wilder's just like shaking his head, like, "What is my first choice keeper doing? Like a last minute? Like, what is he doing?" Um, Huddersfield massive fight back. I've put them to be relegated all season, so I'm gonna be left with egg on my face. It looks like it. Rotherham three, West Brom one. Rotherham staying up. West Brom. Not good enough for top six. Not, mm. not playing well enough. I think if they got into the top six, I think any team would be hoping to draw them, really. Uh, Millwall nil, Luton nil was the playoff dinner time kickoff where both of them, I think they almost like accepted a point each before kickoff. It was like, yeah. One didn't like lay a glove on each other. Um, so that is the championship results. What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> VAR. Oh, yeah, it's a, another shocking day for VAR yesterday. Yesterday um, was the worst. Yeah. Um, well, the, the early kickoff was the, the old firm, weren't it? And yeah. And Rangers had the... The goal disallowed. Morales' goal disallowed. Yeah, Morales' goal disallowed for a push, apparently, even though it was like a 50-50 F- in the box. Yeah, six or one and a half, it doesn't other, weren't it? Yeah. Um, now, that's one of them, because the referee has given it, like can VAR say it's a clear and obvious error because it's the referee's interpretation of it yeah. the referee's seen a foul and you could argue that there's evidence for a foul because Morales has got two hands in his back but you've got to take the whole thing for me into consideration and like Morales is being held yeah but it's got to the point now like so you ca- you literally cannot use your hands in the box and it's something that's always happened in football like if the ball's coming over and one of you's trying to head it, like you'll always like put your arm there, like stop them backing into you, like headbutting your face. So like, but like, and then when you're marking someone, you'll always have like an arm across or something. But it feels like if you've got an arm across and the ball is your arm, like that, when you've got a hold of someone, it's a penalty. Well, well, no, because he's not done that to block the shot or block the cross. He's done that because it's a contact sport and that's how everyone mm. defends or that's how everyone and even attackers do it as well. Um, but yeah, I just I didn't really understand it. There was one in the United game where the second. Have you seen the goals from last night? Did you watch match at day? You, uh, I watched first two games. Fell asleep. <laughs> no, I, I saw the uh, the Brighton incidents, but I didn't see anything else. Really. So the United won. Uh, long ball from Martinez. Rashford is offside. Coleman's tried to control it, missed it. Like, oh, like he's like gone under his foot and like squirmed. And then Rashford squared it to Marshall. Marshall scored. They said because Coleman's purposely tried to play it is not offside, but I think if Rashford's not there, then Coleman just lets it go out for a goal kick. He only has to control it because Rashford's behind him. Right. So I think because Rashford's or I, I, just because Coleman's tried to play it, I still think Rashford's offside. Because like Rashford's interfered with his decision yeah. making. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but what they're saying is that just be in there. Yeah, it, it doesn't make. I don't really like it. I just think if you're offside, you're offside. Um, there was one in the. Well, there was quite a few in the Newcastle game. So, the penalty for Tony's first goal, just absolutely shocking. Like Isaac goes to clear the ball, Rico Henry diving headers it, and he catches it on the hip, and it it would have been a is well it, it it is a soft penalty, and I don't think it should be a penalty. The VAR official watches it 30 times in slow motion before even asking the referee to come over. He, he watches mm. it 30 times. So, like, I think if you're having to watch it 30 times in slow motion, it's not you're looking for it's it. not a penalty. Yeah. Like, they're looking for the contact. They're looking for a reason to give it. And I just... I don't know. I'm just fed up with it. I'm just fed up with football at the minute. Just, but the Brighton Keep one, it, get rid of it, change it. Change it. Make it an appeal system. Because some of the... So the Brighton game yesterday, the one where it hits off his hip and he's give it for handball, I don't think any Tottenham player appeals for it. They've had to watch it a million and one times in slow motion to see it brush his arm on the way past after it's hit his hip. And I just think, you know what? I, I mean, I think it's being used to make the... to keep the top four... It does favour the biggest biggest teams Taking in the league. a game like that, I think. Yeah. Like, could Brighton over? Could they have overtook Spurs yesterday? Did a one. Let's get the league table. But yeah, I just think it's it's been introduced to to like influence big games and keep the big teams towards the top of the league. So they would have gone within a point of them. Spurs are in fifth on fifty three, and Brighton are in seventh on forty six. Yeah. So yeah, I just think. Shocking. Just, well, it's it's cheating, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's mm. um, like Newcastle been stung a few times of VAR. Um, I don't change it. I think appeal system. That's the, f- the furthest way until the until the players are actually saying like that's definitely a penalty. Can you go and watch it? Um, but until then, like you can't have players lining up for a goal kick and then. The referee three minutes later going to watch something and then giving a penalty. Like one, it's unfair on the fans. Two, it's unfair on the players. And we've already seen Mitrovic loses out of one of them. Um, and it what like them sort that sort of reaction will carry on happening because it's confusion that leads to frustration. Not it's not the decision. It's not anger. It's confusion because you don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, I don't know what's. I mean, they're never going to change it, are they? Because it's working well for them for the results that they want and for the script mm. that they want to follow for the established elite yeah. yeah what else has happened in the football world chaos at Chelsea really I suppose <laughs> Lampard can... yeah Lampard getting back yeah. in like, it's like glorified failure isn't it you do bad you get linked to every job in football manager is the only thing you can do bad at and get offered another big job <laughs> it just wouldn't happen in any other line of work I think English bias comes into it as well. Yeah. Right. I've seen Gerard link me a few jobs and I just think after the job he did at Rangers and um the job he did at Aston Villa, like you see how well Emery's doing now at Villa. Hmm. So like Yeah, he's really turned things around there, aren't they? I mean, I mean could um could get European football after all, I mean. Yeah. Which is what they should be getting. They should be aiming for that anyway. Yeah, they should be aiming for, you know, top six conference league, league or, yeah. you know. 
You're all playing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Put <laughs> better than Champions League. <laughs> I love that anthem that he was. Um, yeah, uh, it's a shame how it went for Potter, I suppose. I mean, I, I don't think the circumstances of everything that's going on at the club at the minute helped. Um, yeah. You know, Abramovich, new owners who. Signing 29 attacking midfielders yeah, and no striker. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's. Um, Yet to be seen how it's going to go under them in the long term, but so far it's been dubious um, with the money they've spent. Um, Not convinced at all by Mudrick. Not convinced. Is he that kind of player that takes chances and like clinical finisher? Is he just he's just pace basically, isn't he? Mm. Like a blonde Theo Walcott. (laughs) <laughs> um, Someone calling the Chernobyl Dan James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good shout out. Um, but yeah, he's, he's just absolutely rapping, and I, his end product is, is Chernobyl Dan James. <laughs> Love that. Um, yeah, there's some shocking signings he made. I mean, Havertz is at a number nine, is he? Let's be honest. Chelsea <laughs> listening Sam Gallagher is available or something <laughs> for the reduced price of 40 did you watch million. that Chelsea Liverpool game the other night shocking oh. standard Ter- that was like Chelsea Liverpool like 15 years ago when they were both well not 15 years ago like because 20 years that, ago when they were both, both brilliant yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like the Julia and Ranieri phase of Chelsea yeah. Liverpool yeah. Um, <laughs> like people calling it before like the battle of mid mid <laughs> 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 um, yeah it was just so poor like, the know. amount of times both teams gave the ball away cheaply but like, Chelsea got some decent plays at middle so, like, you'd think like possession would be like their four to like yeah. Enzo Fernandez a good player Kovacic is a class player I love Kovacic but it's just once they pass it forward to the other ones they're absolutely bobbins up there aren't they yeah um, finishing was shocking like Dan James had the best shot all night and that was ruled out for, for an offside weren't it um <laughs> I mean, when Havertz raced through, and like, it's it, it's it straight at Allison, and then it's it off his hand and gone in. There was one where, uh, like, I think Kovacic like rounded the keeper, and then just like, like it was like tap dancing on ball, like four yards out, put it in the back of the net. Yeah. Like, people just want to score the perfect goal all the time, rather than. I mean, that's what like Gallagher were like on Friday, rather than throwing everything over the line, trying to like side foot it and make it like a no, nice. I was, I was fuming at that one. Nice half volley. That's that's just throw your ass at it and bundle everything over the line, that ain't it? I, I just thought it was so slow to react to it. Well, surely he's got to like anticipate just something, just, I mean, just be there. Like. He gets a lot of um, credit for how much he runs and he works hard, but like, there was one where he beat the centre back to it, nodded it round him, gets the by line, whips a crossing that like takes the paint off the crossbar, like it goes behind the goalkeeper, doesn't it? Basically. And like no one's there at the back post and I was like who's there like, who's there he's put it on goal line like no one no, the, the cross should be landing on the penny spot or in between the penny spot and City Shore box not behind the goalkeeper mm. so but, oh, just, <sighs> we go again come on we go again Monday you're going aren't you I am yeah you went on crazy um, no I'm going to train is it trains on Easter Monday? Yeah, yeah. What time train? Uh, 12 minutes to nine from, oh. from Blackburn. And I'm working tonight as well. What time till? Half one. 
If we go all that way to get beat. I say all that way. It's, it's, it's only all this field. I'll like 45 minutes. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, back-to-back defeats. Working tonight. Well, <laughs> Could Steve, drop out of the playoffs. Steve's going in so his last win that he went to a West Ham. Oh, didn't go to Leicester because he was at court. Um, not he wasn't at court. He was on jury service. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was on jury service. Difference. Um, and he went to the Stoke game with us. Went to Sheffield United with us, where we obviously got beat. So he's hoping for his first win tomorrow. And then there's not many games left. Is it Preston and Millwall? That's the only away games yeah, well, we've got. I suppose something could talk about to finish on. Um is another game being moved for Sky. Sky Sports Latin the, uh, the final home game of the season against Luton. Moved to May Day at R5. Yeah. Um, Who, what I don't understand is who wants to watch that? Mm. Like, are, there any clu- are there any clubs of neutral, like, not the don't support them, tuning into Blackburn versus Luton on a Monday night? I suppose Bank the, holiday tea time. They want this 10 in 10 thing, don't they? And they want, like, it must be it must be the only playoff battle on that day, I suppose. Um, <laughs> could, we, could we not like 10th by then? We <laughs> <laughs> do. Um, yeah, it's just it's annoying really, isn't it? Like, yes. I, I suppose it doesn't really change anything for us because like, we live in Blackburn so we can just go down there anytime really. But yeah. Like, for fans that live, we, we said it before, fans that live further afield. Yeah, it's just... Well, like, this is what we like. We just keep repeating ourselves about season tickets, don't we? Like, so we've got the fourth most expensive this one, one this year, and like, is it one of our last thirteen home games have been Saturday three o'clock? And like, you buy the, it home, right? you buy season ticket on the like on the basis that your game's gonna be Saturday three o'clock. Like, if someone said they're gonna be Friday at twelve o'clock, then most people wouldn't buy season tickets. No. Like, you, like you judge it on it being. At a Saturday three o'clock or worse Sunday dinner time or whatever, but not Monday tea time on a bank holiday. Is it just like the next game Saturday tea time? Uh, well, Saturday night time, isn't it? But yeah, it's Saturday night football against Hull. Like if you're if you live like further afield than Bolton, <laughs> last train home is going to be hmm. past by the time you get back to Blackburn Trace and past then. Yeah. Um, so. Um, lots to think about lots to think about for our £300,000 a year director lots to think about <laughs> to me to me it's um, it's more you know it's, it's another argument to support the DAZN deal like yeah. if you said to DAZN look you can get rid of the 3 o'clock blackout but every game has to be shown at 3 o'clock yeah that, that, that's got to be a bargaining well like they could probably say like every game is at 3 o'clock but you can pick one game like a feature game to show at a different slot yeah that, but that's it like you can't which uh, which for me would always have to be Saturday tea time that's like, you couldn't have dinner time kickoffs because well, people can't get there for a start early enough well, maybe like if it's dinner time kickoff it has to be local oh yeah relatively yeah. local yeah. like maybe they they can like select three or four that are available for them times but like Sky local just, divers and stuff it's almost like Sky picked the worst ones possible like Newcastle Brighton or something like that yeah. like yeah. us and Norwich yeah um, do, do you remember a uh, couple of seasons back uh, us versus Norwich down at their place at that, that Saturday night slot yeah and that last train home was before yeah. the second half started I think it were but yeah it's um, it's 
there's a lot to think about, and I think some that's been announced today were Premier League executives are on about voting for having individual streaming rights rather than going with the Sky and BT. Right. Now that is not th- something I support at all because at the minute the Sky the Sky Sports deal everyone gets two hundred million, don't they? Like flat rate. Yeah. Where if they, if they change like individual streaming rights, United, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal. Can make get ridiculous amounts of yeah money. and like Bournemouth aren't going to get anywhere near and the thing is as well how do you like, someone's got to be able to if, if that was to happen some, someone's got to be able to regulate it yeah you, you, you know you can't be charging we love City like signing up for like 100,000 subscriptions in background trying to get trying to launder money into the club we all fall we all fall yeah, like yeah. we see the Chinese people we all fall on the wall and, yeah stuff like that but <laughs> As well as that, it's like you can't be charging ridiculous amounts for you know fans overseas. You can't be, you shouldn't be charging the same amount for the, the, the amount of charge for match tickets. Cause it's just not going to be worth it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh well, we'll see. That we'll shouldn't see. that shouldn't be one of those things that it, it shouldn't happen. That no. right, you're going away on Tuesday, aren't you? Yeah. Um, we'll, we will be back after the Huddersfield game, whether it be teams or. However, we want to manage it, we'll figure something out. Mm. But if, we'll, if we get beat, I mean, we might leave it. Yeah, we might just leave it till uh, like August or something. Pre-season, <laughs> we'll do a pre-season preview. We're back, season two. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're back after the Huddersfield game. Enjoy the game if you can. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Anything else to add? Last bits. Oh, Last yeah. word. We go again. We go that's again. The, uh, <laughs> the message. All right. We'll see you in a bit. See you later. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.